Hi and welcome to Hawk Talk. This is the first episode of what will be a weekly podcast that will bring you all the latest news, match results and details of upcoming events for the Wagley Park Hawks Junior Football Club. My name is Lindsay Moore and I'm your host. Along with news and match results, we will also be doing interviews with players and team officials and in season there will be regular competitions for some great prizes. As you are aware, the season has been put on hold because of the COVID-19 situation, but we will still be bringing you Hawk Talk episodes, with updates on the potential commencement of the season, along with any other club news and of course some guest interviews. So look out for our podcast every Wednesday afternoon on SoundCloud. In this episode, we talk to two of our players about how they're coping with ISO and what they've been doing to keep ready for football. We have a chat to under-16 coach Shane McCluskey, and finally, we talk to club president Ryan Hammond, who gives an update on the status of the season. Uh, Now we welcome our first guest, who most of you should know, Shane McCluskey, our under-16 boys coach. Welcome, Shane. G'day, Linz. How you going? Good, mate. Um, Shane, you're a busy man, a member of the Fire Brigade and local councillor, yet you volunteered to coach the club's under-16 team. How have you found the time and what was the motivation for taking on the role this year? I found the time easily by changing my role at work, so I don't have to work on weekends and nights now, so the time's good. And my motivation really was to coach my son Jackson under-16s and he's probably second last or last year of uh, junior footy, so that's the motivation. Okay, you would have just got into uh, pre-season with the boys prior to the lockdown. What has that meant to you in, in terms of all your planning and ambitions for the season? Well, let's um, throw the whole thing out, out the window, really, because um, I planned to use that pre-season in a couple of ways to get the boys as fit as we could at this level, 16s now with Clint Emery and I, and um, also to get to know the boys and what their favourite positions and where they see their own individual football going. But hopefully we get to that once we resume. We all know that under-16s can be a difficult year for most clubs as player numbers tend to drop away. Um, do you think any players will not play because of the late start of the season? And how have you tried to keep the players engaged and motivated so they're ready to play once the season commences? No, I think, um, well, the second question first, I think that's been done largely by a bit of a pre-season as well as all the stuff the club's done online and encouragement and programs and stuff for the boys to keep themselves active and stuff and hopefully the time having their hands not having to go to school and come has given them a bit of time to do that. Um, but I don't think it'll stop anyone playing. I think it'll, you know, those kids that were thinking about playing or not playing, I think they'll actually will play now because if it's going to be a season, it's going to be a shortened one. Um, we won't be in such the depths of winter for most of for the season. So I reckon it'll actually improve the chances of more kids playing. When the season starts, um, you'll probably have two to four weeks for a mini pre-season. Um, what will be your priority in that time? My priority is making sure no kids die of exhaustion, I think, because no, we mainly rotate them on the ground and get them in as quick as they can, get as much training on as well as they can, because I think there's going to be quite a few that will struggle for fitness to run a full game out, that's for sure. So I think that quick turnaround and on-off sort of nature of running a game is what we're going to be concentrating on and, and get them familiar with just kicking and handball and marking all that sort of stuff. So just the basics, I think, just to get them through whatever we have as a season. Now, it would be remiss of me not to ask you to put your councillor's hat on for a moment and tell us how COVID-19 has impacted on the council and for our listeners, particularly in the sports and recreation area. 
Well, if we narrow it just to sport and rec, I guess that includes parks and stuff. So much of our play equipment, all that sort of stuff's been closed. Our pavilions, our, our club rooms, and all that sort of stuff's been closed. But um, but I think uh, the positive out of that is that you know the ground's going to get a good rest and a good rejuvenation, which I don't normally get. Um, so stuff like that are the immediate impacts. But hopefully we're coming out of that now, which is good. Yeah. So. I- Council's taken a bit of a hit financially, and so, so have most sporting clubs. So um, has Council considered doing anything to assist the sporting clubs in the short to medium term? I think overall um, the benefit that's going to be derived from clubs will be the fact that Council's not going to charge any um, clubs over the winter period or the time not playing sport any fees at all, which is good. And um, I suppose another positive is some projects already in train to help sports clubs are, are going to continue, like... Um, the lighting at Wellington Reserve, that was well underway prior to the COVID-19 really hitting hard. So that project uh, for Hawks members and players and coaches will be um, good news to them in that that'll be completed probably at about the end of June. So Wellington should have upgraded lighting by then. So um, that's some good things about um, the council-related matters, Linz. Okay, thanks, Shane. That's uh, the end of the formal part of the interview. Now I'm just going to ask you a few quick one-word answer questions to finish with. Um, Netflix or Stan? I've got Stan, I don't think. So I guess that'd be Netflix then. Um, Facebook or Twitter? Facebook would be the answer there. Red or white? Red. Passenger or driver? Driver, definitely. And finally, if the Western Bulldogs aren't to uh, make the grand final and win the premiership, who do you think is the most likely to, to win this year's premiership? As sad as that scenario may be, if that doesn't eventuate, I would think perhaps West Coast the best placed. Yeah, okay. So uh, thanks, Shane. I appreciate your time. Um, let's hope we get back to football uh, soon and all the best with your uh, endeavours as a coach of the under-16s. Thanks, Lyndon. Hi to everyone and stay well. See you at the footy club. Interesting chat with Shane and uh, picking up on his comments about council. It's great that they will not charge rental and or user fees this season. Most winter clubs are going to find it financially difficult this year. Council not charging those fees is, is a great thing. One thing probably most people are not aware of is that most expenses for clubs are uh, incurred before the actual season and whilst they're partly offset by registration fees clubs strongly rely on sponsors donations and particularly fundraising throughout the season to meet overall costs we're fortunate as a club that despite the delay to the season all our 2020 sponsors have stayed with us so a big shout out to our major sponsors Mulgrave Country Club and Open Corp and our gold sponsors, Waverley Park Physiotherapy, Pinewood Community Bank, Melbourne Payella Company, Stevenson's Financial Group, Mick Mastromano Liberty Advisor, Seal Performance Batteries, and the Stadium Fish and Chippery. Now on the downside, we will not be able to run our two major fundraising events this year, the Cocktail Night with the major auction, and also the Sports Lunch. And we're a little unsure about the, the profits from the canteen given the current situation. Overall, this is going to lead to a a significant dent in our revenues and we need to look at ways that we can raise money uh, without relying on those events. This is why the club's decided to become involved with the Toyota Good for Football Raffle 
as the proceeds from each ticket of $5 go directly to the club. So I'd ask those who are able to purchase tickets to do so and to also share the link to buy tickets with your family and friends. You can find the link to purchase tickets on the club's website and via a pinned post on our Facebook page. Our next guest is uh, Luke Camarotto, one of the under-15 boys players. Uh, welcome to Hawk Talk, Luke. Thank you. Um, you're playing under-15s this season. Tell us a little bit about when you started football and uh, your career so far. Uh, well, I started playing football at the Rovers Auskick at a young age. I'm not sure when. But then all my schoolmates were playing at St. Justin's, so I moved to there. And from there, I started playing Hawks at under-9s and just ever played s- since then. So you've played all your junior football with the Hawks? Yep. What is it you enjoy about uh, football, and what's your main career highlight, do you think? Uh, Well, I just really enjoy playing with my mates, you know, as as a team sport, and just, like, the concept of footy, just, like, kicking, handballing, just all that's just really fun, and I just enjoy playing it. And my career highlight has probably been making the Lightning Premierships in the Grand Finals just all over the years, just, like, the thrill of being part of something that we possibly win, and we have won a few times. So you have won premierships with the Hawks? Yes, I've won... I'm not sure how many. I know we've won a few Lightning premierships, and I think we won one grand final before. Now, I assume your online schooling has kept you busy, but what else have you been doing to relieve the boredom of the lockdown? Uh, I have been playing table tennis a lot with just my family, as we've got a table tennis table, and that's been really fun. And just going out, walking in Gels Park with my dog, and pretty much just that. So, who's been the most annoying in your house and, and why? Uh, probably my dad, as, I don't know, he just keeps asking me to do chores and stuff, and it's just, you know, annoying. Uh, typical dad. Yeah. Uh, you're looking forward to football being back, and have you been doing any fitness or skills work to be ready for when it returns? Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to come, for footy to come back, and I've been doing a bit. I've been on the cross trainer, we have one, I've been going for runs. And uh, just table tennis, you know, just keeping fit, keeping on my feet. Been out for a kick of the footy with anyone from your family? Uh, not yet, but I think we're going to go soon with my dad. Now, finally, a couple of uh, quick one-word answer questions to finish with. Uh, Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Spider or snake? Snake. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Science or art? Science. Now, this one you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but but mum or dad? Oh, that's a hard one. I don't think I can answer that one. <laughs> that's okay. Um, now, I believe you follow the Adelaide Crows in the AFL? Yes, I do. So, if the Adelaide Crows aren't to win the Premiership this year, who do you think is the most likely to? Most likely, uh, maybe the Giants. They've been doing good. Geelong, maybe. Well, thanks, Luke. Um, greatly, greatly appreciate your time and all the best for the season and uh, stay safe. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Our next guest is Caitlin Shaw, one of our under-18 girls players. Welcome to Hawk Talk, Caitlin. Hello, yes, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure. 
Um, the advent of a- AFLW has been has seen a lot of girls and women take up football. Now that you've been playing for a few seasons, what was the reason you decided to play? Um, initially, I just wanted to start playing and you know hang out with my friends and do that kind of stuff. Um, I always liked watching the AFL on the TV, so that was always an interest to me to start playing. Um, although I was nervous at first and I didn't really want to, I was quite apprehensive. Um, once I started, I absolutely love the sport and I can't get enough of it now. So yeah, I really like it. Um, the under 18 girls this year is a merger with Ashwood. Um, it's, it's early days yet, but how have you found that? And did you know any of the girls from Ashwood outside of football? Um, yep. So I did know a couple of the girls before starting, which made things a little bit easier. But um, so far, it's been really great. Um, I think when when things we do get back into the swing of things um, and start playing again, I think it'll be really exciting and great to see all the new skills we have from both teams merged together. And I think it can be a really strong team. So it's it's going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah, that's good to hear. So we've been in lockdown for almost two months. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy apart from the obvious? online schooling um you know, honestly i've just been trying to get out of the house as much as possible going on walks with the dogs and with the family um yes yeah, trying to get outside and get out of the house as much as i can so who's been the most annoying in your house and why <laughs> um look i i obviously have to say my brother okay <laughs> i have to say my brother you know just doing normal things all brothers do <laughs> starting up stupid arguments over nothing <laughs> so yeah um what new activities have you been doing and do you think you'll continue any of them after the lockdown um being in quarantine i guess has sort of opened my eyes to a few new things um i've been painting a little bit with mum we're doing a bit of painting so that's been fun um and yeah I definitely think I'll do it continue it a little bit more after quarantine it's fun it's very therapeutic so yeah I like that. Now obviously you're looking forward for football coming back um have you been doing any fitness or school work to be ready for when it returns? Um yeah look um like I said before we've been going on lots of walks um I've been doing lots of bike rides just getting outside, get it, keeping fit in that sort of regard. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, other than that, just looking forward to get back into the swing of things. When pre-season starts, I'll definitely get into gear and start <laughs> training hard. <laughs> You've been out to have a kick of the footy with your brother? Um, no, that's probably something we should do. I should get into that, but no, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> Too busy arguing. <laughs> Appreciate the... Uh... Honestly, with some of your answers, now, finally, just a couple of quick one-word answer questions to finish with. Yeah. Mac or PC? Oh, I'd probably just say Mac, just because we, in our family, we use a lot more of, like, Macs rather than PC. So I'd probably just say that one. Okay. Uh, cat or dog? Dog, 100%. <laughs> McDonald's or KFC? Um, or oh, KFC. <laughs> English or maths? English, yep. Now you may decide not to answer this one or we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, mum or dad? Oh, I don't think I can say that. 
<laughs> no, I couldn't choose. <laughs> That's okay. You can do that. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, I think you follow the Western Bulldogs, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay. So if they're not to win the AFL Premiership this year, which is a team you think is most likely then to win the Premiership? Um, most likely, I reckon... Richmond's probably looking good already, or Collingwood probably, as much as I hate to say it. <laughs> or, I mean, I'll obviously, if Bulldogs aren't there, I'd like to see Brisbane Lions, obviously, because of Dad. So that would be good to see, but... <laughs> good choice, Brisbane Lions. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks, Caitlin. Uh, genuinely appreciate your time, and, and all the best for the uh, under-18 girls in your season. And stay safe. No worries. Thank you. Good talking to you. Thank you. Now, before we welcome our next guest, I would like to announce the first of our competitions. We are looking for players to help co-host the program. So if you think you would make a good co-host of our show and have the time to record segments of the podcast each week, we would love to hear from you. Simply record an audio or video clip telling us why you should co-host Hawk Talk. Once you've done that, email it to podcast at wphawks.org.au before the end of May. The winner will be judged by the club committee and will be announced during our first episode in June. So get your entries in and good luck. And our final guest is club president, Ryan Hammond. Welcome to Hawk Talk, Ryan. Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. And uh, I must say, great initiative by you, mate. I'm uh, certainly looking forward to a few great uh, conversations over the next month or two. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, most people probably don't know a lot about you. So tell us, firstly, a little bit about your football background. Uh, yeah, well, I, I grew up in Tarelgan and started my junior football with a, a local club called Cumberland Park. And played with them from, uh, I think it was when I was eight or nine in their under 10s. Uh, they merged a few years after I started and with a team called Glengarry, which was just out of Trelgan. So I played the rest of my juniors for Glengarry Football Club up until under 16s and then went and played a season with uh, Trelgan Footy Club in their thirds and then moved to Melbourne after, to go to uni when I was, um, 17 or 18, and uh, played one season with Black Rock Football Club in the South Melbourne um, Football League, and that was my playing career done. I injured my ankle, and that was about it. Uh, and then I started started my coaching career, if you like, with uh, when my son William started Auskick in pre-prep, I think it was, and sort of coached uh, with him all the way through to grade four, and then um, in under nines, I did my uh, apprenticeship under Shane McCluskey in uh, William's first year of under nines, and then took over for Shane in his second year under nines and coached him from under nines, under tens, under elevens, and then uh, took on the, the role of president. So that was my, uh, that's my football career. Uh, what about other activities? Like what do you do for a job and uh, what do you do for the leisure time? Yeah, well, I've, uh, I'm an owner, uh, one of the owners of a, a battery business called Sealed Performance Batteries. Uh, we import and then wholesale 
whole range of batteries, uh, which includes automotive, so car, truck, uh, marine, caravan and camping, uh, as well as batteries for residential energy storage for, for solar. So that takes up a, a whole lot of time. Uh, outside of that, kids' sports. So Will plays footy in the, in the winter and cricket in the summer, and our daughter plays netball throughout most of the year, which I, I really enjoy watching and, and being a part of whenever I, I can. Um, and on a leisure side, uh, I do enjoy a game of golf, although I don't really get the opportunity to play too often. Certainly not as often as I like, but uh, I do enjoy the odd round of golf. You'd seem to be a busy man, but uh, you put your hand up to be president. So what made you volunteer to take on the role of president? Yeah, well, I think uh, clubs such as Waverley Park Hawks, they really can't survive without volunteers. And um, I've uh, picked that up through the, the coaching role and then being on the committee for for 12 months or so before taking on the president presidency role. Um, so really, I wanted to do my part to help with uh, ensure that the Waverley Park Hawks, which is a fantastic club and do a great deal of of work within the community and offer a lot to the community. I just wanted to to do my part to ensure that uh, they continue to be a strong club uh, both now and into the future. Um, so that was that was one reason. I hope that uh, some of the, the skills I had could be could be utilised to to assist the club to uh, prosper and. I generally just enjoy football. That was the, the other thing as well. I, I really do enjoy watching football at, at all levels and uh, enjoy watching William play, but also just enjoy going down on a on a Sunday and, and watching any of the, the boys or girls who are, are playing at the time uh, play a game of footy. So they're probably the main reasons. Uh, you've been thrown in the deep end, haven't you, in your uh, first year as uh, president with the delay to the season? How have you and the committee managed the delay and do you, do you see any problems occurring when the season, if the season, restarts? Uh, yeah, it's certainly, uh, certainly not what I had in mind when I put my hand up uh, to, to take over the role. But, you know, we've just got to manage these things as they come. Uh, I think in terms of the, the committee, it, it's a fantastic committee. So that makes things a, a whole lot easier when you've got such a, a great bunch of uh, men and women who uh, who run the club, so uh, we we do communicate regularly, and I would say on a definitely on a weekly, in most cases daily basis, where the committee uh, are in discussions amongst um, each other. So communication is a big thing when when we come across uh, challenges such as uh, uh, the virus and challenges such as we're seeing now. Uh, we do hope and try to communicate to our members as much as possible also, although that can be challenging sometimes when we, we don't have too many updates to pass on. Uh, the engagement's also important, so we try and getting those things out like the Zoom workouts, um, the activities via team app, the social media posts that, that you do so well, Lindsay, with, uh, around the sponsors. So the communication engagement during uh, the time when we're away from each other is important. Uh, in terms of potential problems for when the season restarts, I think one of the challenges we'll have initially is a bit of a logistics challenge uh, with the, the rules in place around 
limiting the number of uh, kids and groups to train um, will mean that uh, the challenge of having training times and grounds uh, for to cover off on all of our teams will be exasperated and, and made even more difficult when we've got to manage smaller groups, especially when we really only have the uh, Columbia Park as a, as a ground with lights that's uh, strong enough for us to use after, say, 5.30. Hopefully, we'll be, have Wellington Reserve with uh, the lighting upgrades completed mid-June, and so that little logistics issue will become less of a problem uh, throughout next month. But that'll be one problem. The other one is uh, is sort of a problem to something that we need to manage is the finances. I think you mentioned during the podcast earlier, Lindsay, that uh, a lot of the expenses of the footy club come prior to the season. And yes, we, we do. It is offset to some degree by the, the registration fees. However, with uh, the current situations, we're unable to have those normal fundraising activities which are important to the club, such as aftermatch, canteen, our cocktail party, sportsman's lunch and, and just general general fundraising activities. So that's just something uh, once we do get up and running, uh, we just need to, to manage closely. Yeah, now if, I think the one question everyone wants to know is when is the football season going to start? Now, there's been some positive news earlier in the week from the Victorian government and the federal government about um, easing up on some of the restrictions. Um, I know the SMJFL met with uh, the other leagues uh, yesterday in AFL Victoria. Are you able to give us an update on uh, when there is a likely return um, and the likely format or any possible restrictions? From discussions with the SMJFL that we are in close contact with on a regular basis, the July 12th date is still on or before the July 12th date is still um, the most uh, probably popular date that's coming back. And it's still there's still a lot of unknowns, unfortunately. So even that one's not locked, uh, locked in stone. But hopefully, uh, on or before, if things go really well, uh, they may be able to kick off beforehand. But at the moment, it's looking more likely that it's uh, around the, the 12th of July has been a kickoff date, providing nothing goes amiss between now and then. Uh, if, if something does, then that may well be delayed again. Uh, in terms of format, really depends on when we kick it off. I think if we kick off on or before July 12th, then the season will be similar to what we've had in previous years, probably reduced number of rounds and uh, reduced final series just to ensure that all clubs get uh, as many games in as possible. If it's delayed further, um, then yeah, I think the format may may change in some in some way. I just don't know really what that looks like at the moment. So really depends on on kickoff date. But fingers crossed, it's before or or on July 12th. That's a pretty positive. Um sort of situation, isn't it? Looking forward to a 12th of July start, but I think it relies on all our members and, and the general community um, uh, sticking to some of the uh, restrictions that are in place, in, including the, the uh, keeping a safe distance of one and a half metres. That's the end of the formal part of the interview, uh, Ryan, but now I just want to fire off a couple of quick one-word answer type questions to finish with. Uh, cat or dog? 
Dog, definitely a dog. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee for me. Chicken or beef? Oh, uh, I'd have to say beef. Uh, room, desk and car, which do you clean first? Room, desk or car? That's an interesting question. Um, geez, probably neither actually. <laughs> the uh, the car's probably the, the one that gets cleaned the most often. What is your favourite word? Favourite word? Oh, not sure about that one. Uh, can I pass on that? I, I don't know whether I could uh, use it on a, on a uh, podcast such as this. Okay, so it's an expletive then. <laughs> Collingwood's not to win the Premiership, and we all hope for that, don't we, apart from Collingwood supporters? We've had a couple of tough years. Uh, we've been close, but not quite close enough, unfortunately. So if Collingwood doesn't win uh, this year's AFL Premiership, who do you think is the most likely? I'd say probably either West Coast or Richmond would be my my uh, my tip. Um, hoping for, for Collingwood, but yeah, either either probably West Coast or Richmond. Uh, Brownlow medalist. Brownlow medalist. Uh, well, I think if Richmond plays, probably Dusty again. Uh, seems to be one that always steps up for the big games. And then uh, Coleman medalist. Coleman medalist. Um, oh, maybe Jack Crewell if, uh, if Richmond are playing. So uh, Richmond Premiership, Richmond Brownlow medalist and a Richmond Coleman medalist. Oh, I can't, I, I couldn't stand that. No, nor could I. But uh, anyway, it's, it's better than a West Coast uh, alternative. Not quite as good as a, a Collingwood alternative, but uh, I'd much prefer Richmond than West Coast. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, hugely appreciate your time and... Uh... Let's hope that the season does get to go ahead in, in July. Yeah, fingers crossed that we all uh, we all do get out in the park sooner rather than later. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Ryan. And that is the end of our very first show. We hope you enjoyed it. Good news about the possibility of the season starting in July. Don't forget our co-host competition for the players. And if you have any suggestions for segments, then please feel free to let me know. That is it for this week. Go Hawks!